0: Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Today's topic, Amy Rylance Abduction. That's correct, we're talking about the Amy Rylance Alien alien Abduction. Now this article comes to us from HowandWise.com and the title is, Amy Rylance Alien Abduction is the Most Convincing UFO Encounter of 21st Century with 100% Proof. And this article came out um, November 19th, 2020. It says, in 2001, a woman in her sleep beamed up through the window by the huge spaceship when her friend just walked inside the room to check on her in Queensland, Australia. This alien abduction case is considered to be one of the most arguably alien encounters in UFO history with proof and facts. It goes on, it says, um, on October fourth, 2001, Keith Rylance, age 39, and his wife Amy, 22, were spending a night with their business partner Petra Heller, 35, at their property, which was being developed as a Whispering Winds Winery in Gundia, on, in, in the town of Queensland, Australia. At 9:39 p.m., Keith went to sleep in the main bedroom and Petra staying up in her room in the annex. Meanwhile, Amy was in the lounge area on the couch watching TV. That night, there was an intense storm. All the rooms were closely connected with windows and walls. Because of the noise from the TV and the storm, Amy fell asleep on the couch at around 11.15 p.m. Petra woke up, left her room, and entered the lounge, where she witnessed the most frightening incident of the century. (laughs) It says she saw a rectangular beam of light coming down from the open window of the lounge area where Amy was sleeping on the couch. Later, Petra claimed that Amy had been carried away by the beam through the window in her sleep. The beam was coming from the huge UFO hovering outside the house. Now, I watched uh, this on the video, and I also have a link. I I have a link to that video at the UFOWarning.com site, and she says she's just sitting there on the couch and she watches her friend being levitated out the window on this beam of light up to this giant UFO. Kind of reminds me a little bit of what happened in the Manhattan transfer case where the gal says she was she was levitated on a beam of light uh, up to a spaceship right there in Manhattan, uh, New York, and supposedly uh, some uh, UN officials actually witnessed uh, that particular abduction, it says the incident was so terrifying that Petra apparently fainted for a short period of time. She screamed as soon as she got conscious and awoke Keith. This article has some has quite a few typos in it, so if I stumble a bit, that's what's going on. He found Petra in deep shock and crying. The window was ruined. It says uh, to look for his wife, Keith stepped outside and began furiously searching for her, but could not but could not find her anywhere. He returned uh, to Petra, where she. Told him everything she'd seen, but Keith refused to believe her. So they have a picture of the house, and it looks like it's got some, uh, like it, the 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 bush just outside the house had some burn marks on it, like almost like it had been uh, burnt with a uh, flamethrower, maybe radiation or whatever. And you see the window here with the open curtain, where they claim that she was just she was just uh, transported on that beam of light right through that window. It says. Uh, he went to look for his wife. Keith stepped outside and began furiously searching for her, but could not find her anywhere. He returned to Petra, where she t- where she told everything she had seen, but Keith refused to believe her. Well, you could see why he wouldn't believe her. I mean, you're in this house with uh, your wife and another woman, and she just tells you, hey, uh, by the way, your wife was just transported on a beam of light outside and uh, sucked up into a giant UFO. And I could see why he might not believe that. He again went looking for Amy. But when he could not see her anywhere until 11.40 p.m., he called the the Tiaro Police Department and Constable Robert Maregna arrived with other police officers at Ryland's place at 1 a.m. I want to comment on this. Now, I watched some videos on this and they interviewed one of the cops. And it's kind of, you know, it's 20 years ago, obviously. But, man, you know, not professional. They... They they were snickering and laughing about it, and then saying, "Oh yes, yes, of course we take this seriously." Snicker, snicker, laugh, laugh. Uh, I would really, I, I feel terrible for people who have, who have, uh, who had experienced this. They've got a loved one missing, and nobody wants to. Uh, nobody, nobody wants to talk about the possibilities. It says by the time police arrived, Keith had no choice to, but to believe Petra as he could not find any other explanation and reasons to doubt her, Keith and Petra claimed that the spaceship had taken Amy away while she was asleep on the couch. And you can watch the interview with that lady. Now, man, that would be a terrible situation to be in because, you know what, all of a sudden, uh, you're being looked at as a murder suspect. Three police officers conducted a search of the property and the nearby places. They took samples of torn windows, screens, and noticed two flowering bushes one of them exposed to, to extreme heat. While police were investigating the Rylance property, a phone rang. Keith picked up and heard a woman that was speaking from the town of McKay, 500 miles from Gundia. She said Amy was with her. She had found Amy at a, petro, at a petrol pump, a gas pump, totally confused and dehydrated. Well, how about that? I think it was like two hours later, they found her 500 miles away, a 10-hour drive. You know, it's not like she got in her car and drove there. The woman took Amy to McKay Hospital, and after finding her identity, she called Keith, as it was a missing person case. Keith then handed over the phone to Constable Moranga, and now the case was a joint Gundy-McKay affair. While doctors were examining the medical health of Amy Rylance at the McKay Hospital, Police asked her about her sudden disappearance. When she revealed <clears throat> what she revealed was fascinating for the police to hear. Amy recalled laying on the couch, watching TV, and suddenly she found herself walking on a bench, walking on a bench in a strange rectangular room. The room was brightly illuminated by many sources of light. Having found herself in an unusual place, she was in a panic. But the male voice from somewhere told her to remain calm as they would not do any harm to her. Now, I like the fact that she points out about this illumination, this bright illumination from many sources of light. For a lot of folks that have had experiences with UFOs, the one thing that you remember is the light. It's like this uh, enveloping light, kind of a lack of shadows, almost like stage light. It's like, wow, how did they get that much light there? That's the thing people notice, the light. It has its own quality and the color to it, its own quality. Very strange. It says, And sometime, after some time, a six-foot-tall man entered the room in a bodysuit that covered his whole body from head to toe. He was the same person who asked her to remain calm. Amy felt that she had been in his captivity already for a while. The next thing she remembered was that the man told her that she would be returned to a place not far from where they took her. Well, I guess if you're flying a UFO, 500 miles probably doesn't seem that far. Then she found herself on the ground, surrounded by trees. She woke up and got herself on the petrol pump from where a woman helped her and took her to the hospital. She also gave a statement to the police officer that she had seen a huge UFO surrounded by small objects in her childhood when she was in the 5th grade. Yeah. Listen, I have to I have to really wonder if this gal is not a repeat abductee here, okay? Or if she's not one of these that they've kept coming back for time and time again. And I saw that interview, and she described it as overall a good experience. Listen, man, to my mind, that's just simple brainwashing. Ain't no way in the world having somebody come in your house and take you in the middle of the night without your permission and drop you off somewhere 500 miles away after they've done done, who knows what to you? A good experience, okay? It's called kidnapping. But so many of these people come back, and they, even later, even after describing what would be very traumatic experiences, say, oh, "Well, I think overall it was a good experience." Well, maybe a good experience for the for the entity that was messing with you. But man, you got to use your own you got to use your own mind here. Maybe that maybe they they are going after a certain type of person because that person is a little more malleable or a little more easygoing or a little more suggestible I don't know but this looks like a classic K- case and I would just I would just have to wonder if they didn't get her under hypnosis or something regression if she wouldn't have more experiences while keith and petra were driving their way were driving their way to take amy i think what it means to say is while keith and petra were on their way driving to pick up amy the police booked a motel for amy where she spent the rest of the evening that next afternoon, Keith and Petra reached Amy. Okay, They noticed strange triangular marks on Amy's thighs and heels. Now, they show these in the video. You can go to the website, ufowarning.com, and you can watch that little five-minute video. And you see these little, like, three red dots. Besides, Besides, her hair grew longer, and she had dyed them to blonde earlier, but now they became dark. So you see what's happened? Her hair's grown out. We're talking about missing time again. Now, what seems like two hours that she's been gone, either something's happened to her to have her hair grow artificially fast, or she's been gone long enough for her hair to grow out. Maybe a few weeks. Another interesting thing was that it looked like she had not shaved her legs for several days. Well, there you go. Although she used to regularly shave them. The three of them remained in the motel, and started searching for UFOs and alien abductions. They contacted Diane Harrison at the Australian UFO Research Network and told him about the whole incident. Harrison also involved UFO researcher Bill Chalker in the case. In the midst of the research, Kate, Amy, and Petra disappeared. Fortunately, the UFOlogist still had Keith's mobile number. He told them on a call that the three of them had to run away because they had faced a strange incident with men in black. He added that a dark brown truck had been chasing their car, apparently trying to push them off the road. Keith declined to disclose his new address. Yes, I have heard that. Now, some people they did just pretty much drop out of sight. But I have to tell you, I watched, I watched the uh, the video of this thing, and they seem like convincing witnesses. Now, I went ahead. And I posted another article where they did like an investigation of it. And I think they kind of came up a little bit ambivalent. Maybe it happened, maybe it didn't happen. Because they had questions about the reaction of the witnesses, the fact that they couldn't get a hold of anybody. But, you know, you have to ask yourself, first off, if this happened to you, maybe you are a repeat abductee and you you end up 500 miles from home. You you end up there, when they find you, uh, your hair's grown out. Uh, the, the gal hadn't shaved her legs for a few days, maybe a week, so you've got lost time. You're not sure what happened to you on this ship, and then after you start talking about it, law enforcement just pretty much just makes fun of you. They they come out, they're laughing, they're giggling like, like little school kids. Probably got a lot of got a lot of uh, negative feedback from the neighbors. This is back in 2001, and then they say they had a visit from the men in black, or whatever they are in black. Not such nice. Folks, maybe they were threatened, said that, that somebody tried to run them off the road. It wouldn't be the first time. So they, they decided not to talk about it. That's what a lot of people do when they have very disturbing or even just common UFO experiences or interactions. They just decide not to talk about it. Safest thing to do. Now, they did talk about it a little bit. And you can go to the website, ufowarning.com, and you can read the article. You can watch the short video where she talks about the abduction. I think we're just getting a little piece of it right there. I think it was probably a lot more traumatic than she realized. Myself, I kind of have to, I'm on, I find myself being on the believing side because she comes back with these little strange-looking red dots and triangle-shaped. She talks about uh, the abduction process, what happened. We've We've got a witness. We've got the location of her. How in the world did she get 500 miles away in two hours? You know? Now, some people don't believe the case because of the follow-up. They say, well, where are these people at? Why didn't they stick around and talk about it? Well, I don't know. Maybe if you had that reaction and somebody, you felt like your life was threatened, maybe you would do the same thing. Maybe you just drop out of sight. Ask not to be bothered anymore. I think people do that sometimes. But overall, it's a... Interesting case. It does have some commonalities with some other cases, like I said, the Manhattan transfer. The fact that this woman's just carried through a window on a beam of light. Strangely enough, these people come back from these experiences, though, and they often report it as an overall good experience. Myself, I think that's just simply an implanted idea they come back with. I don't see it as a good experience. I don't see having your will just overridden, being treated like a bag and tag out on the African plain by some wildlife researchers This is being a good experience. Who knows what could happen the next time. But I found the article interesting overall. And like I said, there's a counterpoint article to it. I'm not going to go through that, but you can go to the website yourself and take a look at it and see what you think. Um, that's what we have for now. Until next time, this is UFO Warning over and out. <laughs>